Hey, I'm Obi. That said, and we are from the Guardian Hoods, your favorite podcast. Get us wherever you can get your podcast. Apple, Google, all those good places. Download us, subscribe, like, leave comments. We're good. Now, this is a special bonus episode. As you can see, it's on our off week. And replacing me, we have a special guest. I hope he can stand up to Ed's bullying. We have Ed's nephew, Anthony. You remember him from our Tesla episode. Ed, how are you in Epic? How are you and Anthony? And uh, let everyone know and take it away. All right. So I am actually doing really good today. It is a little chilly where we are uh, are recording this podcast. But other than that, it's it's an amazing day. Um, and what we're going to be talking about today is cruising. Now, you remember me from the Tesla podcast. It was one of the most downloaded podcasts. So thank you for that. And um, let's now jump right into the cruising. So the first thing you may be wondering is, where can I take a cruise? Because you may not know where cruises go in and out of. So you will want to go out of any port you feel comfortable, like Port Canaveral in Florida, Orlando, or close to Orlando. You can go out of New York. You can go out of Miami, you can go out of a lot of places around the world and you'll be fine as long as you choose the right cruise line because some cruise lines offer less than you expect. So Anthony, a lot to unpack there. So before we get into cruise lines offering less than you expect, let's talk about the ports that you can leave from. Are there advantages to leaving from, say, Florida or from New York? So there may be a few advantages from leaving out of New York. The first, you will be able to see the Statue of Liberty coming in and out of port, which I've actually woken up at like 4 a.m. just to see the Statue of Liberty quite a few times in my uh, 13 cruises I've done. Um, is that a humble brag when you say 13 cruises? Is that a humble brag? Maybe. I, I, I'm not sure yet. Okay. All right. So Statue of Liberty for New York. What about Florida? What's the benefit from going out of Florida? The benefit of going out of Florida is one, you can go there year round and you'll be fine because you don't really need a coat. You don't really need a million sweatshirts. You just need a short sleeve shirt and then just all shorts and you're all good to go out of uh, Port Canaveral like Florida. But another thing is if you got a Port Canaveral, Cape Canaveral, as some call it, um, you can see the Space Center if you look in the right direction. And the previous cruise I went on out of Cape Canaveral, when we were undocking on the Norwegian Escape, we got to see uh, some dolphins, which is kind of cool because I haven't really seen dolphins in the Florida area in my lifetime, minus the Bahamas. I've seen a few in the Bahamas, but yeah, that that's an okay. advantage. You All may right. see dolphins. All right. I think another advantage could be that you get to go further south, right? So if you leave from Florida, your ship might be able to get to Jamaica, maybe Mexico, Honduras, maybe Puerto Rico, the Virgin Islands. But if you go out of New York, you, you kind of get to Florida, right? Well, well, I did go on one or two cruises out of New York seven day that went down to the Bahamas for like two, three days total. It was like four, five, six, like like around like four days 
seating. Yeah. So like the two days we'll be going going down to like private island or like Puerto Rico or something. Sure. And then two days back to New York. Okay. So, so all right. So we talked about the ports. Now you talk you were getting into the cruise lines, the benefits, yeah. certain cruise lines. So can you talk about that? Yeah. So some cruise lines offer more than you expect and some offer less than you expect. An example of this could be carnival because you may expect just like pure fun. You may expect pure joy. Your kids will be in good hands. Yeah, it's the fun ships. They're the exactly, fun ships. Exactly, but there's no kids club, and it's mostly meant for adults because there's lots of clubs and lots of bars. So it's mostly meant for adults, but Carnival's trying to re um, regroup by on the newest ships, Carnival Celebration and Mardi Gras as of recording have roller coasters so you could bring your kids on that and you'll be fine so what you're saying about carnival is fun is relative like when they say the fun ships it doesn't really mean fun for kids but it means fun for the grown-ups yeah but um when they say choose fun i think and it's always the newer ships like the celebration mardi gras they're shooting it on with the roller coaster and so they'll be like oh carnival has roller coasters on all their ships so let me go on an older one, see yeah. what the roller coaster is like. And then you're disappointed to find out that there's no roller coaster. Uh, so. That makes sense. Okay, so Carnival might disappoint you. What What about, are there any other cruise lines that could disappoint you? Mm, not really of what I've seen. I mean, Royal Caribbean, the only disadvantage to that is you have to memorize this gigantic ship. I mean, like the biggest ships in the world. You have to kind of remember your way around it. Meanwhile, Norwegian, their advantage on on like the Breakaway and Breakaway Plus class ships, if you've cruised on them, if you've cruised on Norwegian Breakaway and then go to the like Encore or something, you know your way around the ship, as I know, because in August of 2022, I did cruise Encore Alaska. I mean, on the Encore in Alaska. It was amazing. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk a little bit about that. Why was it amazing? What? Was Alaska amazing or was the Encore amazing? What was amazing about it? So what was amazing about Norwegian is that, one, they have an included bar package for grown-ups. Oh, yeah, that, have, that is amazing. I can attest to that. Yeah, I know you've enjoyed having a few drinks on there. That's right, but let's not talk about yeah, that. Yeah, let's not talk about that for now. Let's talk about the fun. So there's a nice big buffet at Deck 15, I believe, on most of the ships the older ships that's on like deck 12 so or fun starts with food with you well not necessarily i i just put that in so then they kind of know oh okay because some people buffet. fun starts with food some people yeah, yeah i okay. just wanted to include that in there so i didn't forget so okay. people who like food congratulations to you you were the first on the list but for me it isn't the first the first on the list uh for the encore and newer ships like the encore breakaway prima no not the breakaway the encore bliss joy and then now the prima viva and uh later this year as of recording have go-kart tracks and that's what made it so fun the encore has a two-level go-kart track it's mostly a one level but then you dip down dip up for like one for the pit stop area right yeah but that's where you only get in and out of the car right. you can't really actually make a pit stop right not like nascar not like nascar no got it but like the newer ships of norwegian like the prima as i mentioned have go-kart tracks 
and a new thing called a galaxy pavilion. It's it's a twist on an arcade. It has VR stuff. Has motion. What is? What is we have old people that listen to yeah, this yeah, podcast because so. it's about old people being cranky. So what does VR mean? VR means virtual reality, and that's where you put on a headset, and then you you can see a a fantasy world, and you're in it, and you're in it, and you can actually like do stuff in it if you have like certain things. So VR is virtual reality. Okay. Um, another thing that is fun is kids club. So if you have kids like three to twelve to thirteen, I think thirteen, I think is the max, if not twelve. You can bring them down the kids club on any Norwegian ship and you can take them out whenever you want. And so then the parents can go have fun while the kids are having fun in kids club. Exactly. Like you play games like Gaga Ball in kids club, which is basically a game where you can only use one hand to push a kickball that is actually very soft if you get hit in the face. So no need to worry about your kids there. But in Gaga, but, if you hit in the, get hit in the face, it's a, you, you stay in. You know, because it's got to yeah, be below the knees, right? Yeah, knees below for Gaga Ball. Yep. Anyway, moving away from that now, because I don't want to take up too much time of this podcast. Okay. We are now moving to another fun part of Norwegian ships, which I think is just cruising. Because cruising is ultimately fun. If you know the ship and you have the correct cabin, I'll talk about that in a few minutes, so stay tuned for that. Um, Yeah, if you have the correct materials, if you know what to bring which is like a suitcase, all the basic stuff you'd bring on like a normal vacation. Not too much, though, because you still need to get through ship security. Um, yeah, you just need all the basic things. Not all the basic things. Like enough things. underwear, toothbrush. Yeah, I right? recommend, if, you, if you're on a 70 cruise, I recommend packing like an extra three pairs of uh, um, of clothes in case you get like stranded or in case... Like, like Titanic stranded? Like No, not like Titanic stranded. Like you can't get off the ship for three days. Oh, okay, got so it. Oh, like because of COVID, like if all of a sudden your ship is out at sea, you're supposed to be home on Sunday. And they're like, oh, we're not going home till Wednesday. You need yeah. that extra. Okay, got you it. You need the extra security in case you're, in case like clothes are too small for you or whatever. You need that extra security. Got it. Got it. Okay. So you bring, you, you pack the normal stuff. All right. Um, Can adults, can we bring booze on the ship? Are we allowed to bring booze on the ship? So I think you're allowed to, I'm actually not sure about Norwegian, but I know Carnival, you're allowed to bring some, um, some, uh, drinks on the ship. Hence the fun ship. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, um, Norwegian, I'm not sure about them. Disney Cruise Line, I'm not sure about them, but mostly, yeah, they allow you to bring at least one drink on board. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a cranky old man, so I did the research on this. And unfortunately, because of, uh, for whatever reason, probably trying to make money, most cruise ships do not let you bring booze on anymore. So they want yeah. you to pay for it on the ship, trying to make yeah. money off of us. But Norwegian, the advantage of that is free open bar. Oh, yeah, that's an advantage. Which means you don't have to get off into a Torla and drink a whole bunch and then miss the ship when you can not spend any money and just go to the ship's bars on Norwegian. Right. Like, that's you, another advantage. So then you don't stumble to the ship and miss the ship, you know? Right. Yeah. You don't get drunk and forget that your ship is leaving. Exactly. Because you're still on the ship for free. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a great advantage and of it. We are moving over to the cabins, which I talked about earlier. Yeah. The so tell us about the cabin. 
So there's... I heard they're really small and dark. Well, some cabins are an inside cabin, which means there's no windows whatsoever. But an ocean view usually means that there's like a window there so you can see out. But then you want to have a balcony so then you can actually see the beauties of like Alaska or the Caribbean or whatever. You yeah. want a balcony. But personally, here's a little secret. Um, get the big balconies on deck eight of Norwegian Encore or Breakaway or whatever, because they're the biggest. Don't tell anyone that. Shushy, shushy. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Yeah, most cabins nowadays have a balcony. Meanwhile, like 30 years ago, you'd barely find any ship with any balconies. So a lot of advantages in the newer ships, like the Encore, they have a lot of balconies yeah. on there. Yeah, exactly. And when you talk about the beauties of Alaska, like you're a kid, like was what was so beautiful about Alaska? That's like old people trip. Well, you see, it, the thing about Alaska on the Encore specifically is when I was going to a port, I was able to go on the go-karts. There is a $20 fee if you want to go once, but if you want to go infinite times, you have to pay $200 for the ultimate um, go-kart pack, which means you can go infinitely on the um, go-karts. And you have to go 13 times in order for it to fully count. And for you to be, say, this is a worth it pack. Right, and playing with house money, right? At that, after yeah. Your 14th is basically free. 14th ride is basically free. Basically, yeah. Yeah, okay. So then the thing about it is I was on, like, the go-karts entering, like, I, I forget what for, but it was amazing just, like, driving the go-kart and just looking to my right and being like, oh, yes, the beauties of, like, Alaska and their glaciers. Like, the glaciers are amazing. So glaciers are amazing, but yeah. but if you're riding a go-kart while you see the glaciers, it's like just on another level. I mean, if you're racing in like, well, it's all about uh, lap time, not first place or whatever. But if you're like, have the best lap time, then you just want to like, man, this makes it even better. But a balcony makes it even better because you just are like, oh, God, I'm a little cold. Time to go inside. And then you can still see the beauties of it while being nice. And cozy. Yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. So we talked about balcony cabins. We talked about inside cabins. Are there any other cabins that you want to talk about? So there is Ocean View, which has a little window. So you can see how it's like around, like, I think from bottom on top, it's like a two foot, I think, if not one foot. But, like, you're able to see out sort of kind of thing. Yeah. But, like, not a lot to where you can fully enjoy the beauties go on like the promenade deck or something but that'd be crowded so just get a balcony save the time and save yourself from uh getting stampeded in the promenade deck okay now um one thing we didn't talk about is like yeah. travel like we talked about the ports yeah but like so when, when you went to alaska mm -hmm. what port did you go out of so alaska can have many different ports that you can go out of but the one that i went out of is uh seattle i got to see the uh, space needle and the blue angels actually went by the space ne needle which made it like a lot better because i've never seen the blue angels in my life and i'm like are those the blue angels and then i just take my mom's phone and snap a whole bunch of photos of the blue angels nice so so obviously you have to fly to seattle so what is flying to a cruise and flying home from a cruise like <laughs> hold on excuse me for the technical difficulties and by that i mean myself but um, 
Yeah, basically, if you're going to Seattle from, like, New York or something, it's around, like, a five-hour flight. And once you land, you won't really feel the jet lag. But then when you get back to New York, you'll definitely feel the jet lag. It took me a good two, three days, if not a week, to get back to my normal schedule. And then, like, going down to Seattle, I didn't have that much jet lag. I just felt, like, a little tired. But, like, other than that, I felt, like, no jet lag at all at, like, 5 p.m., which is... Didn't your brother feel jet lag, though? He felt a little bit of jet lag. Was he puking? I mean, I don't... He he had, like, a cold. He might have gotten it on the plane or something, but it was just a cold. Nothing to worry. It was just a cold. He threw up, like, once or twice, but he was safe to go on the cruise since he tested negative for COVID 48 hours before, and we also tested in the hotel room to make sure, and... He was clear, so. Yeah, so were there any difficulties flying home? Like, was that a smooth trip, or? Well, I mean, there was this one part, like, in Seattle Airport, if you ever go there and you're flying back, here's the thing. You need to get checked in so then you can get through security so that you can get to the full, like, restaurants and stuff because there's barely anything before security, like, there's a Starbucks. I was fine with the Starbucks for like a few minutes, but yeah, we just camped out there, waited for a little bit, and then went through security after it was done. Got it. But, got it. Okay. And, but that was probably just that one day because there was a whole bunch of flights going out that day too. So okay, yeah, it could have just been that day. All right, so we're we're running, you know, close to the end of this podcast episode. Yeah. So what else on cruising do you want to make sure people understand? So now since we're at the end and you stuck around for the entire podcast, thank you. Um, I'd like to mention the do's and don'ts of cruising. And basically what they are is like what you can do, like what you do normally that you can't do or whatever and vice versa. So the first thing that you can do is you can just have fun. Just make sure not to hit anyone. The don't is don't bring any alcohol unless your cruise ship says so. Right. Another thing is don't step on the chairs next to a balcony because if a sudden gust of 40 knot wind, I don't know why you'd be standing out there, but if a sudden gust of wind just blows you off the ship and they have to come searching for you, it's basically your fault if you stand on the chair. Right. It's your fault, right? You're out in the middle of the ocean by yourself thinking about, wow, I shouldn't have stood on that chair. Yeah, another thing is don't bring anything valuable. Don't bring anything you don't want to lose across the balcony railing or across the promenade deck railing because if you accidentally let go of your phone a little bit or if your hands are a little sweaty, boop, into the water forever kind of thing. Don't bring any valuable stuff and hang it over the and yeah. hang it over the edge right yeah another okay. thing is don't do parkour on the side of a ship because you could fall hit the propeller die all that stuff don't smoke on the promenade deck unless your cruise ship allows you to in certain places okay don't throw your cigarettes over the ship and because the fish they don't want cigarette butts well right? it could get sucked back on the ship oh yeah you're right it could you could throw it from your balcony and it could go down and go suck back into another balcony. No, it could get sucked into like the like 
into like a water tr thing and it could set it on fire. Okay. All right. So that's the, so it's fire. Fire is the biggest threat at sea, correct? Well, not the biggest threat. The un, a threat icebergs. which um, icebergs they're not really a threat anymore. We can oh. take that, but like a thing that you want to know is that you kind of want to know where you're going and know your ship's time. You need to know your ship's time. Because if you dock in like the Bahamas or something, they could be on a completely different time zone as your ship. So always get back 30 minutes before at least so you don't be a pier runner and get booed out if you stroll. Just make <laughs> sure you know the time on the ship. That's right. And know the time in the port of call because they could be different. And you don't and you don't want to be a viral video of running for the ship as the ship is sailing away, right? Well, I mean, in some circumstances, yes, you don't want to be that person. Like when the ship is sailing away, there's no turning back. But sometimes they just put the gangway in. You're lucky enough to get the gangway pushed back out and pop aboard. But you don't really want to be that guy, right? Yeah, no, you don't want to be that guy or woman who's yeah. running kind of thing. Sure. But any other do's or don'ts? Another thing you must do is have fun at all times. Stay positive because you need to stay positive in order to have a good cruise. Because you don't want to start a bad cruise. You, you want to make sure you know the ship. You want to make sure you know the time zones, all that stuff. Um, What else is there? There might be one more thing that I'm forgetting at this time, but... Yeah, thank you okay. for listening to. Wait, Jack. I got one more oh, question. Wait, what, I got one more question sorry, for sorry, you. Sorry, sorry. So I'm just wondering, like, when you're, you're you know you're a kid, right? Yeah. So when you're on a cruise, do you shower more than you normally do at home, or do you shower less? So depending on the port, I do shower a little more. I at least shower twice to three times on a cruise of a seven day because one day could be like trying to get all the chlorine off my body from the pool or whatever. Either way, actually, I shower almost every day on a cruise because of the chlorine. I want to get that off of me. Mm -hmm. I want to get the sand off of me if they have sand on the private island. I just want to make sure I stay clean because you never know what diseases the ship is carrying. Right, right. Kind yeah. Of thing, yeah. So you're all about showering on a cruise, but at home, not so much. I mean, I, I at least shower twice a week at home. Okay. Like once at the beginning, once close to the end. Of the week. Okay. Of the week. All right. So. So we we cover that. And then I think there's one other thing I think we should yep. talk about. And again, you're an 11-year-old boy. I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Let's talk about the toilets on the cruise ship. Oh, yeah. Because they're not like the toilet you have in your house, right? Yeah, no, it's not the one where you flush. So basically, what you don't want to do is, actually, they're very powerful. But don't throw anything in there like cigarettes or anything other than toilet paper cut. And poop and pee and whatever, because if you do that, it may clog the system and you'll have to, uh, it will be a poop cruise. It will be bad. Um, <laughs> a poop cruise. That would be when poop's coming out of the toilet, right? I mean, actually, there was an instance of this um, a few years back in 2015 or whatever, but you can search that up on your own time on Google after this podcast. But um, any other questions? Well, 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 the the toilet you said powerful, but yeah, I still don't think you powerful. described it oh, wholly. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I mean, it's yeah. completely unique. So explain yeah. it a little bit. So it's unique because it doesn't have a flush handle. You actually have to click a button and it goes. It's like a like, vacuum, right? Just like almost like, it out. It's almost like a plane's bathroom, so, except for a little less violent. And not as blue, right? And no, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's not blue. It's yeah, normal. no, it, it's normal lighting. 
it's it's actually a pretty big shower on Norwegian, so yeah. that's another reason okay. for it to come. All right, yeah. so the toilet is unique. You also have to not the other rule, right? Besides yeah. not throwing cigarette butts and anything but poop and pee down the toilet, yeah, is that you can't be sitting on the toilet when you when you press the button, right? Because it'll suck your butthole out, right? No, actually, no. You, Why you tried it? Yeah, I I sat on it and it was fun. It, it's not. Wait a second, you're a dare, you're a daredevil. It says do not. It says do not sit on here when you flush the toilet. It says to close the lid. You actually sat on there and flushed it. Well, I'm fine at least. I'm yeah. fine. It's a, Norwegian takes for safety safety first, and their toilets are completely wow. safe while sitting on there. But it's recommended. I, but it's recommended not to do that. You're a daredevil that you tried it. I never did I, that. I thought some other people have done it, though. Yeah, but I was always afraid it was going to suck my butthole right out. No. No? Okay. No. All right. Next time, I'm going to flush it when I'm still sitting there. Okay. Well, that is if the poop is starting to overflow kind of thing. Uh, oh, is that why you did it? No. Oh, not okay. Really. Right. I just want to try. But anyway, okay. um, any other questions, Ed? No, I think that's it. I think we're ready to wrap it up. If uh, if uh, anybody has any questions, you can reach out to the Drinking from the Garden Hose podcast crew. Uh, Ob or Ed, and uh, we'll we'll get those questions to Anthony, and we'll get them back, and we'll maybe have that on a future episode, some feedback if if that happens. Uh, but Anthony, any last words you want to say? You want to close us out? Yeah, sure. Thank you for listening to Drinking from the Garden Hose. My name is Anthony. This is Ed. And the charm is that we suck. No, no, no? You, no. that's not the charm. No, you you do. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah, oh, oh, I suck, <laughs> but you don't. But you don't. Is that what you're saying? Basically. Okay. But anyway, one more thing. You can download us anywhere. You can download us on Apple. You can download us on Samsung mu- Music. You can download us on Spotify, anywhere you get your music. So um, see you next time on Drinking from the Garden Hose. <laughs>